My name is Aaron Sharma, and I am your host and your advocate for adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse, all things mental health and addiction. Beneath the Mask platform is here to demystify the stigmas surrounding mental health, sexual abuse, and addiction. The stories and conversations may convey graphic and jarring realities. BTM refuses to turn the other way and instead chooses to tackle this stigma head on. Please note that what you're about to hear is extremely sensitive and triggering. As a child and young adolescent, I grew up in a home filled with domestic violence issues. My father was an alcoholic and he verbally, emotionally, and physically abused my mother. I can still hear her screams. And I can still see her pain. Additionally, I was sexually abused on and off between the ages of 7 and 14 years old by an extended family member. As a child into my adolescence, I spent many nights scared. Until I eventually just got used to it. I even tried disclosing my abuse to a trusted adult at 10 years old, but it was never taken seriously. For a 10-year-old child, this form of neglect would only normalize my sexual abuse experiences. Fast forward to 14 years of age, and what dawned on me through conversations with my peers was a heightened level of awareness related to the norms of sexual acts committed between people. You see, what I learned was that all of my peers' initial experiences were as adolescents. None of my peers experienced any form of sexual acts as a child. Suddenly, that neglected 10-year-old child who started to believe the false normalcy of his abuse now realized that it was, in fact, not so normal after all. Realizing the abnormality of my abuse, I was able to escape my abuser. But this realization ate away at me, like a never-ending psychological torment. The more I attempted to fight it silently, the more lost I became. A ticking time bomb I became. What's worse is that I would remain silent because of not being heard the first time. I was confused, scared, angry, and thus the remainder of my young adolescence would be a spiral. I dressed differently, acted differently, spoke differently, did poorly in school, constantly visited the principal's and counselor's offices, dropped out of high school, engaged in multiple relationships, experimented with drugs and alcohol, ran away from home, lived place to place, and lived with my biological father, who uh, now divorced with my mother at the time. And I would only bear witness to his reckless thrills with alcohol, drugs, and prostitution. He had zero awareness of my presence. As an older teenager, poor choice of friends, gang activity, street fights, run-ins with law enforcement, attempts of self-harm, the death of my role model, mentor, and father figure would all aggregate towards 
self-destruction. Not to mention my self-defeating thoughts, self-criticisms of my masculinity, self-confusion of my sexual orientation, the long search for God, my hate for God, and the hatred for my existence. The totality of all these factors would give rise to frequent drug use and alcohol. And, and the evolution of other addictions that spewed into my adult life. Binges, blackouts, and darkness remained constant for six long years. I had reached my life's first crossroads, life or death. And I chose a path that would allow me to find it within myself to take control of my life. So... At 25 years old, I sobered, and I walked away from enabling people, partying, and binges. I married the love of my life who remained by my side through all that darkness, and I went on to achieve an education, a career, financial security, continuing education, and today I'm a father of two beautiful sons. Today, I am also eight years sober. In 2017, my first son was born. (laughs) One of the happiest days of my life. Unfortunately, with that experience came family visitation. And it was through this experience It was through this experience, ladies and gentlemen, where I witnessed the my abuser hold my child. And it was at this moment where old feelings of anger, confusion, fear, self-hate, self-blame, that had laid dormant for 20 years, now combined with this new profound feeling of what it meant to be a father, what it felt like to be a dad, to protect and serve my child. That was the moment. That was the moment. The ticking time bomb went off. I was at a point in my life where substance use was no longer relevant to mask my pain. I would start to have flashes to the 7 and 10 year old child who was abused, who like my son was small, weak and vulnerable. And innocence taken advantage of at a very young age. I would start to have panic attacks which spewed into my workplace and I could no longer function I could no longer function in my career that was it At this point I had reached life's second and most biggest crossroads but unlike the first this one was far different because now I had far more to lose I had my wife And I had my child to lose. So I made the decision to get help. I made the decision 
to come out. I made the decision to tell my story. It was time to come out. So, on January 2nd, 2019, I came out to my wife of 10 years at the time after 20 plus years of living with my abuse and silence. I took a medical leave of absence just so I can address this massive issue in my life. And so, the most extensive trials and tribulations of my life had begun. I immediately fell into a vegetative state. And after several months, I realized that I needed help. So, I started counseling. I learned of CPTSD, depression, and anxiety. I started experiencing contusive thoughts of self-harm. These thoughts got even worse when I learned of other victims abused by the same perpetrator. These thoughts got even worse when there was a suicide in the family due to mental health issues. These thoughts got even worse when I went through the reporting process that caused me to relive every fucking moment of my abuse. And these thoughts got even worse when certain people I counted on for support to ride and die with me through that process left me to fend for myself. But through it all, I continued my individual counseling through a resiliency program, underwent naturopathic naturopathic treatment with a mental health specialist, got referred to a depression care program, and finally got referred to an organization tailored specifically for male survivors of sexual abuse. I continued to talk about it. I continued to engage in the process. I continued to fight. No matter what the thoughts, no matter how difficult the emotions... I processed and processed and processed. Through this organization of male survivors, I continued my individual counseling. I started an all-male group therapy program where I had conversations with like-minded men. And for the first time, ladies and gentlemen, I started to feel like I was not alone. With the help of this organization for male survivors, I reported my abuse to the authorities. And on February 18th, 2020, I revealed my story to the world on social media. Fast forward present day, what you hear now over 26 months since getting help is 70 plus individual counseling sessions over 20 months practice of daily window of tolerance therapy and cognitive behavior therapy, over 18 months of meditation sessions and gratitude work, 
12 all-male group counseling sessions, 8 naturopathic treatment sessions, and over the past 6 months, ladies and gentlemen, I am back at my place of employment feeling motivated than ever. I remain stable by going to counseling and processing and processing and processing. I found my voice through therapy. That voice that was eating away at me for two decades, I was able to tame through persistent and ongoing therapy. Liberation, empowerment, and my purpose is what I found because of therapy. I found myself through therapy. Additionally, creating a dependable emotional support system of people that would take a bullet for me, having a safe place to go to, applying effective self-care regimes such as sleep, exercise, healthy eating, all would help towards my improvement. Today, I am the best for my wife. And most importantly, guys, I am the best for my kids. And most importantly, most importantly, out of all things, I am the best for myself. (laughs) Do I have bad days? Of course I do. Of course I do. But is my bad days easier compared to yesterday compared to a month ago compared to a year ago compared to when I first started my recovery journey two years ago hell yes it is hell yes it is commit to therapy therapy is single handedly the best self care it saved my life and I wholeheartedly believe that it will help you you must talk about it to reduce the symptoms related to your mental health through therapy you learn self-regulation skills you find positive ways to cope you create boundaries and most importantly guys you find positive meaning in your trauma Talk about it. It does get easier. I hope this episode brings light into the lives of my people and have it be an affirmation to you that you are not alone. Thank you for listening, guys. That's a wrap. But before I go, there's one last thing I want to say. Season one of the BTM platform is broken into two parts. Part one includes your host interviewing guests with the sole purpose of spreading awareness on sensitive issues like mental health, sexual abuse, and addiction. And part two includes individual episodes by your host unpacking and expanding on what you heard in this episode. This episode was only a synopsis, a very long synopsis. (laughs) 
there is still so much left to unpack. Posting every second Sunday, keep an eye out for episode three, which features an interview with a very special guest. Stay tuned. Follow Beneath the Mask on Instagram at handle Beneath the Mask Podcast. And for a place to be heard, share your story today at Beneath the Mask Podcast.com. Keep your head up, my people. I'll see you in the next one.